I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. And today is a fun episode of this podcast because I'm going to interview a woman named Joy. Some of you would know her as Joy from Berlin. This is a woman I gave a word to that was probably one of the most widely viewed videos of ours personally as a ministry where I call her out publicly at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And I asked, is there a Joy from Germany? She waited. And then I said, from Berlin. And she raised her hand and said, I'm from Berlin, Ohio. And I said, guten Tag. You know, and it started this prophetic word about her father. And we'll tell you the word in just a minute. But what I really love in our connection time to Joy, because ever since that word, we've had just a connection is that you know? not only has she had to pay a price to believe the word and to walk the word out, it was a before and after moment for her and her husband and her family where God did a whole new measure of things right after that word that he had never done before. But at the same time, she had to pay a price for it because we had a lot of groups come after us mutually against the prophetic, against a lot of cessationist groups or groups that think that Redding, California with Bethel is imbalanced or that that my ministry is, is unhealthy because it's prophetic. Those kinds of things came after both of us. And what I love about Joy is that she's fearless. She's passionate. She's totally, totally, totally sold out to her love for God. She's not religious. She's connected to the word. And she just made for a great person to talk to in light of the ministry that I'm trying to model, all of us can do words of knowledge and don't worry about when people get offended or don't worry about when things don't go the way you think they're going to go. Just trust God. So I get to talk to Joy today and I did the interview with her when we were out and about. So this was recorded just a minute ago. And so enjoy our interview. Today on the podcast, we have Joy Zipper, and some of you would know who Joy is, very few of you, but some of you would know who Joy is from my story about being at Bethel, and it's your story, really, not my story, and it was when the prophetic was first kind of emerging in the words of knowledge with me, where I was publicly displaying, or put on display for it, and I called you out, and I said, is there a Joy from Berlin here, and you knew it was you, and so I give Joy this this word that she says was a before and after moment in her life. So she's here to be with me. Thanks so much. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, Sean. Good to be here. So tell us about kind of your story as far as who are you? Where do you live? What do you do? Okay, so I am originally from Berlin, Ohio. So I am Joy <laughs> from Berlin. And um, Berlin. Talk. Yeah, <laughs> Guten Tag. That's right. Um, Berlin is the largest Amish community in the world. And so um, I have an Amish background. My grandpa was an Amish bishop. My dad was crazy. born and raised oh, Old wild. Order Amish. Yeah, Amish so, peanut butter, one of my yeah, favorite things in the world. Are you kidding? Oh, I could have brought gosh. you some. <laughs> <laughs> I could make some, actually. I believe you. <laughs> so I was actually up there for answers for two other prophetic words that I had received, both at Bethel as recently. well. Mm -hmm. Like recently before that? Right before that, wow. yeah. One was in October of 2014. The next one was in January of 2015. And Sean's was in February of 2015. 
Yeah. So I and was, we were, yeah. We were also just talking about how, like, I mean, you never know when you go to a conference, there's a prophetic speaker. Like, you and I have no context for each other. They don't nope. give me registration. Never unless heard of anything. you, nothing. And a little bit of a skepticism came on from some of the cult watching groups, the Christian cult watching groups <laughs> that's after right. That's where right. Out of all the people I prophesied over, you got targeted. Yes. Our word got targeted, how I'm fake and how they researched all the stuff that would be on your social media. Yes. This is where he got all his information. Yep. So there was a challenge to the word. I don't even give you a word, but there was a challenge. Yeah. Right after it was pretty profound. Yeah. But the, the fruit of the word, the fruit of the prophetic word yeah. is undeniable. So you can challenge all you want to, the words of knowledge part, but you can't deny <laughs> yeah, what has what happened happens. after. Well, here's yeah. what I love. So here's here's me standing, and I, I see you, and I didn't have the whole word. I just had joy from Berlin, and, and then I started to see a date, and it happened to be the date that your dad had passed. And so this word was really about your dad, who was a prophet, who started a ministry, who had left the Amish church. I didn't know that part of the time. Mm-hmm. I left the Amish church and started a ministry, and uh, a church. You called it the white church. The little, little white, white church, church, yeah. And how God was calling him a prophet and that you he had a real impact on your family, your legacy, your life. Right. And how God was basically telling you to uh, that he's your intercessor for your whole family up in heaven, that he's meeting with Jesus regularly, talking his ear off, like your dad would chat his ear off and this whole thing and how you're going to write a book about this. And it was pretty profound because I, mean, I have no context for you at all. Right. And you have no context for me. You've never even heard of me. Never heard of you. And so the fact that we're having this moment in front of a thousand people, you know, plus the people streaming online, we're both like kind of emotional. I, I don't always show my emotion up front, but I'm like completely emotional. Like this is really happening right now. Like this is a real woman. I thought you were going to be German. I'm seeing your dad in heaven. I'm literally having an open vision of seeing in, in the spirit your dad behind you. We're talking to Jesus. I could, I could kind of hear their conversation, but I couldn't really hear it. But he looked young. He didn't look like he would be older. He looked like he was, I think he was like 30, 35, like fit. Right. This, this, which he would be if he was Amish, right? Right. He was <laughs> so very tell me your side age. as far as what happened. So I knew that I was, I mean, from the, the time that worship started, I was just like, felt this fire. And I knew I was there. I knew it was not an accident that I was there. Um, we had gone through some really tough times with our businesses that had been prophesied over in the two previous prophecies. And I didn't realize that it was normal or not unusual for things to go the opposite way initially. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was there for answers. And, um, and when you started to, that night you spoke actually on teaching uh, you know, us that God will never give you a word that he will not help walk you no. through, give you the answers to. And so I was like, okay, so I know I'm at the right place. And then, but that fire never left. And when you started to prophesy and call other people out, it would just, it was intensified. And when you said, is there a joy from Germany? I, I knew it was going to be me. Wow. And, but I wasn't going to get up until it was a little bit more clear. Yeah. And so when you said Berlin, then I was like, okay, so this is it. I anticipated a word about my business. Yeah. I didn't, because that was the other two. I, I did not anticipate a word about my dad. And that really threw me. That was wow. because that was truly the single most painful thing I've ever gone through in my t- life is losing my dad. Wow. Um, it was very difficult. So, and I felt very exposed I yeah. felt like, oh, you just exposed my greatest pain, mm. you know, to the entire world. And, and my dad's ministry is, you know, it's extensive. It's almost in 100 countries now. And so I knew that, that it would be far reaching. And, um, and yet I was so grateful. I was so yeah. grateful because it was so comforting 
in so many ways. But then the challenge of write the book was <laughs> that was a conversation my dad and I had six weeks before he had a stroke wow. and passed away. It was just him and me in the kitchen. And we were talking about this book because my husband would not stop talking about how a book has to be written about him. And he was really cool. I mean, he was eighth grade education, entrepreneur, made, I mean, an incredible uh, amount of of money in business, not wow. just in ministry. He started yeah. this ministry for the kingdom that, like I said, is almost in a hundred countries. So you're talking very unusual. There's no question. I've always known my whole life that, that my father walked very strongly with God right by his side. There was never, never a question in my mind. But, you know, I wasn't prepared for the word to be about him. And the conversation that him and I had, we never solved what the book would be. Wow. We were, he had, he, he always viewed himself as a cowboy. <laughs> so, so of course, if it was about, he would want a, a cowboy, a cowboy book. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it was always... I mean, the words that he would give that were so that so profoundly changed people's lives. Like, you know, I he one time we was at a, a healing service and he saw baskets from heaven coming down over over my friend and um, and who was you know absolutely could not get pregnant. I mean, they wow. were they were going through every medical type of uh, uh, I can't even think of the word, but medical. They tried every medical means to try to have children and they couldn't. And, um, after that word, like today they have four children. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff I grew up with. That was normal place for me. It was 1960. Um, when the little white church was born, it was prophetic. It was words of knowledge. It was everything that the churches are today. So I wasn't in an environment that was unusual, but it was unusual to be for such a specific word. Yeah. That was, well, and I think too, it's like I mean, I feel uncomfortable a lot of times when I'm giving words. I don't like to give public words that much, and people don't realize that. So I don't like to prophesy publicly because I could see that there's two reasons. One is I don't like the criticism, and I'm just being honest human, with my humanity. And number two is I like to be one on one because you're engaging, you're in relationship with the person you're right. talking. There's it's an interaction that's not one sided. But there's something about modeling it that God's asked me to do. But I've, I hate the vulnerability factor. When you're talking about someone's oh. relative, like you're saying this is the most painful death you've ever experienced. Exactly. And I, I remember we were just in England a couple weeks ago, and this woman came up to me and said, I'm going to show you a picture from two years ago. You called out my daughter. You were leaving the service. You ran back up to the mic. This was in Manchester, England. You ran back up to the mic, and you pointed her out. You'd already ended the service. You pointed her out. I never remember this. And you said, you're barren. You can't have children. You guys have tried everything medically. I don't want to put give you false hope, but God is telling me you have to conceive. Like it's part of His plan for your life, and you've prayed, and He's going to answer your prayer that you've already died to. You've already let it go now, but don't let it go. Just try again. And she said, "My daughter was humiliated. She didn't want everyone to know she was barren. She was completely mad at God at that moment because it's like, why would you do this in the meeting if this is true? Like, why would this come through if someone I don't even know like this way? And she she never heard of the prophetic this way." And I, I think I named her husband and her and their anniversary as well. She thought maybe I've researched that on Facebook or something or social media. So she's just like, is this kid deceiving me, God? And her, the doctors had given 100% no hope, so they were actively trying to adopt. And three months later, they found out they had conceived that next week because it was three months, you know, that, that right after the word they conceived. And they and I and I said in the word, when the baby comes, your first, when your first baby comes, don't worry about how she comes. God's with her. Nothing's going to take her out. She's fine. 
And so don't worry about how she comes because the enemy does not want you to have children. That's all I said. Didn't make it heavy, just kind of like light. And she hated that too because she's like, great, he's prophesying a terrible birth, which is her fear. So all the whole thing just sucked for her. She didn't, it wasn't like a happy moment where she's like, yeah, I'm going to have a baby. It was like, uh, this makes me even more mad because it's already been the hardest thing I've ever walked through. And now you're exposing, putting it on public blast. Yeah. And I didn't know, like, I just knew like, that was really awkward. I don't like doing this, but God, I'm obeying you. You know, like sometimes I love it, but most of the time when I love it, it's like one-on-one because it's like, you have the fruit of interaction and connectivity and someone could tell you, this is really hard for me to hear and that's okay, but you can't do that in public. So at the end of it, she comes up to me, you know, that was two years ago she comes up to me and she goes here's my uh, year and a half year old or year and two months three months year old uh, niece I mean granddaughter sorry granddaughter and she goes and let me tell you the story she tells me the whole story she goes and she was premature by a month and a half and almost died three times Oh and my, my daughter just knew at that point. She was so happy for the word. She knew she was going to be fine. She 100% had faith for it. The doctors that have put it in a medical book journal for a medical miracle. Wow. And so there's those moments where I think that, you know, even hearing that from your story, just being honest with our podcast listeners, we think of the prophetic as because it's words of encouragement that mm-hmm. it's all going to be happy, happy, joy, joy. But it actually brings people through very real emotions and very real spiritual connections with God that's not just the average yeah, this is going to be so happy. I mean, that, that brought up, you even told me you're, you're writing one of the books because you're now writing three books. Right. That you're actually having to go through an internal process writing it. Exactly. Uh, that it's that God's growing you through just while you're writing it exactly. in that process. So it's exactly. not like, it's not easy. You had, in, in the word, you had said that God will steward you. And, it, you know, as you, as you write this book and it will cause stewardship over your life. Well, the second book is the one that is called it'll be called the preacher's kid this is awesome and uh and that book as i was writing that he had completely given me the outline and everything for it there was i mean it was i was so confused as to why the first one and now the second one and now there's a third one that particular book took me on a journey of healing because if you go to write you can't write what you haven't healed from or what you don't understand and so i had to seek god in every area and it went through tremendous amount of healing that I never even knew that I needed to go through. I mean, I I was the queen of compartmentalizing. And so I I just compartmentalized everything and just, you know, I thought I was just doing great. And then it was, that was an entire year of just, yeah, I wouldn't really want to go through that again, but (laughs) I'm so grateful that I am so free of that. I am so free. And so now it's like people are like, well, your stories are so vulnerable. To me, uh, it's not vulnerable because I'm healed. Yeah. It's a completely different story. Yeah. I I feel a mix of that because sometimes when I share stories, even in my books, that the most recent one, God's Secrets, I was sharing insecurity stories. And then my my editor said, you need to tell people why you were insecure and like go into it some more. And I'm like going, I have no problem being vulnerable, but you do go through like, is there any residue I need healing from? You know, like that kind of God journey. I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to go through that again, you know, and put it on display. Awesome, God. Okay. But in my weakness, you, you're seen. So I'm, I'm going to do it. But I love that about you. So tell us this. So you have um, a company. I do. And you, I love what it's called, Berlin Bread Company. Berlin Natural Bakery. Which you came mm-hmm. for a word about your company. And there I was did. kind of a little play on there words on there. There was a little bit, yep. And I thought about even the word when I thought I thought your dad's name. And I still, when I think of your dad, I think of him as John Schock, mm-hmm. even though his name was Schrock. Right. Remember when I said that? I said, yep. Schock? And you're yep. like, no, it's Schrock. And I'm like, no, he was a shocking man. He like certainly he, was. He was like, <laughs> I, I, he's John Schock to me yep. in, my, in my spirit, in my head. But um, so I do think you got a little bit of a word for your your company, but it's a Berlin. Tell us about the company, just because I think it's fascinating. 
Um, okay, so we make, um, I would dare to say, the healthiest bread in the country. Come on. Okay. And um, what we do is everything is, they're sold primarily in natural health food stores and Whole Foods and and uh, independent uh, natural health food stores. But it's we use a grain that we import from Europe, from Germany, um, that is spelt. And spelt wow. is the, actually the, the grain that in the Bible, in the Bible days. And, um, and so it's for people that have issues with wheat. Um, they have found that they can eat spelt and have nice. no adverse reactions. And so, yeah, lots of people don't realize it because spelt is grown here in this country, but it's been crossbred with wheat uh, because it was not native okay. to this country. So they found that it would grow better if they crossbred it. And so we, we just believed that um, if you you could do well with it from this country, how much better would you feel if you actually had an heirloom variety? Nice. And so, yeah, so our search for the heirloom variety took us to Germany. So we actually imported, we do all, yeah, we do all That's what I love, batches. it's like, joy from, from Berlin, <laughs> Germany, from Berlin. I love that, I how the words happen. That's I just, everywhere I to go. To me, I'm still like in shock because I'm, I'm in the moment of like, I don't know anything. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so I love how you're hearing that thread. <laughs> so how, how do people get your bread? Just so we can, so can they order you can, online? So you can go to, yeah, you can go online. It's um, berlinnaturalbakery.com. Okay. And, um, or at your, depending on where you are, the weakness of us still is Southern California. Okay. So, but for the rest of the country we're in pretty much the all of the natural little nice. natural health food stores yeah. and and um, a lot of the whole food stores so um and we're starting the the prophetic word was for another label that is coming is being birthed oh, okay. out of that one called guiltless gluten and that's gonna be oh, cool. frozen bread dough Cool. So, yeah, so you can make your own and you can yeah all wow. kinds of really really cool things in the pipe but yeah, that's okay, that's lastly, what I've always been. The books, because you're you're writing three. Okay. And the first one is what it's called. Is the first one is called the Prophet's Daughter. Okay, and that's the and one that, that will be out first. Probably. Yes, and that one is on my father. Okay, and, and how then, can people get a hold of this? They can't yet. Okay, so you can email me. Okay, yeah. if you want to know, or there will be a Facebook page that actually there is a Facebook page called the Prophet's Daughter. Oh, good. Yes, that's how they and can get so it. you can actually connect on there, and uh, and then the second one is called the Preacher's Kid. Yes. And that's the one about the prodigal, the mm -hmm. the rejects, the people like me. You know, I was like, uh, when I met with our pastor, I said, he was also a, a preacher's kid. And I said, oh, so were you the good one or the bad one? <laughs> <laughs> he was the good There's one, I was one, the right? bad There's one. So one, yeah. I'm like, okay, here we go. So that's the, the second one. And then the third one is called Prophecy. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. <laughs> And you're qualified because you're very prophetic, yes, and your dad a, was obviously a prophet. So yeah, yeah. you're very qualified, obviously, to write this. Yeah, and wait. it's just how the journey of you know how when you receive a prophetic word, how do you go through walking it out? Yes, and uh, so good. Yeah, because it's that's that has been the number one thing as I've been trying to walk through these words has been God has been teaching me the steps that are necessary yeah. and. The first I thing I learned is I timing. The first thing I learned is yeah. timing is the most important thing, and and that is you're gonna get nowhere until the timing is right. That's you can right. pretty much count on that. So, but it's a it's an entire process, and and right now all three words are are in. The, yeah, they're in play right now. So I love it. It's it's well, it's fun. been so good to have you on the podcast. Thanks well, for being thank on. Thank you. Thank you. And I, as soon as we find out uh, when the books are actually out, we'll tell our listeners as well. Awesome. That awesome. sounds wonderful. 
Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.